of the Kuf Nun Ches if you'd base. We're talking about after you wash your hands. The Nagvim Hetiv Kaidim Shiyivtsa. She make sure to dry your hands well before touching or cutting the bread. Anyone who eats without drying his hands, as if he ate lechem tamei. So Mishnah Bura explains of cutting them. Hey, lechem tamei. Two reasons why it's improper and to eat bread with your wet hands. So number one, because the first water that you put on your hands, that's tamei. It became tame because of your hands. Even though the Mechaber holds you, you pour water a second time to get tar water onto it, even after it's a third time. No matter how much more water you pour, you can never assure, I mean, unless you pour a ton, right? That the first water is totally gone. Right? And therefore, you may still have mayim to mayim unless you dry your hands totally. Mashal costs have another reason. That the reason why you dry your hands is to, for cleanliness. When your hands are wet from washing, it's disgusting. Right? Wash your hands, that water to touch your bread with. Disgusting. Plain and simple. That a person should not dry his hands on his shirt. Because it's kosher l'shikha. It'll cause you to forget. Now, kosher l'shikha means shikha satayra. Whenever something is kosher l'shikha, it's a shayla. That could be an ish is allowed to do it because he doesn't have mitzvah talmud terra. We're not going to go into that now. If this is Dafka's shirt, I call the God of the Mashma. Or does it mean all the God? We generally remark that the person should not dry his hands on his clothing. Let's say you dip your hands into a river to wash your hands. So then, then the Mechaber Lushitase holds that you can eat without drying your hands. We're going to see later, we spoke about this a little bit, and we're going to see about this more as we get into the future Simonim, that the whole idea of washing once, twice, three times, according to the Mechaber, us twice, that's all if you're washing with less than a Revius. But if you're washing with a Revius, right, if in one flow you pour a Revius of water, which most of us do today, if you fill up those washing cups, that have in it many Revius, according to the biggest sheer, right? Or you wash your Revius one and Revius the other end. In such a case, is never Mayim to Mayim. So the Mechaber says in either of these two cases, one does not have to dry his hands before eating the bread. So the Mishabura says, The time of what's the reason? When you table and you dip your hands in the water, there's no Mayim Tameh. I've used to get into the river because you don't have a cup to wash, right? You're not making that water tummy. There's too much water for your hands to make tummy. Therefore, the, they say that we said before that the reason why you have to dry your hands before touching the bread is because of mayim tameim. There's no mayim tameim. There's no water tummy in this case. And the Rechaber 
Dashens one to the next. He says, just like if you dip the hands, we could agree there's no mayim to him. So too, if you pour the vasachas, it's not tummy. And therefore, also you shouldn't have the dry hands. The kaim on nami the mayim to hayumim. The mayim is like we can see later. It comes on base. So mainly the machaber held ain't sarach nigo, but the mashal argues on this. Because don't forget, we saw the mashal and the sif come before that it was mius to touch bread with wet hands. The sphere like the ikanigo shetiglu mishemius. He disagrees because he says the main reason drying hands is because of disgusting. It doesn't matter how much you, uh, you what's it called, you, you're touching your hands with wet water, with wet hands, touching bread, sorry, touching bread, with wet hands, it's disgusting, he holds. It's me, it's, it's bread soggy and everything. Right? Right, this sheet holds it, doesn't matter how you wash it. Uh, I didn't wash the rock but the marshal will agree that when you terrible the hands you don't need nikov. Why? The tefillah say daim who came to hire the rice and shall tefillah say kuf. Because the reason why we learn out that tefillah say daim works, we'll see later, is because we learn it out from being terrible your whole kuf. Right? You can surely be terrible your hands. The sham bevad ain't sarach nikov. And when one's terrible in water, right, his body for tefillah say kuf, we don't require you to dry your body. So Vad Mashal agrees that it's not nice to touch you know, bread with wet hands, even if it was in Tfilah. But by Tfilah Sidaim Chazal, we're not Misakin because since they learned it out from Tfilah Saguf, and Tfilah Saguf doesn't need to, so here it doesn't need. But therefore, Rak Matla and Sach Nigov, the Tfilah Sidaim who can't tire. Right? Sorry, for the Chen Gamma Tfilah who could var, right? The cause of Gamma Bach, Basim Kuf, Samachem, Chen is Kimisharachem. Right, so therefore the Marshal agrees that by Tfilas Yadayim you don't have to dry your hands, but if you're going to wash with the Revis, make it Adin, you should still dry your hands. But the Matvil Dayin, Tzarek Nigum, and Adin, Kazma Gavram, the Misha Dayin, the Kazavish from Shemir Tzarek Nigum. But the Mongol Ram says, fine, that's all good. Chazal will not misakin in the Tilkas and Tilkas Yadayim, but you have to dry your hands if you would turn for Yadayim, if you would dip your hands into the uh, river. Right? Tilkas Yadayim, you're not going to need it. Right? But now let me ask you a question. If me and you are going to go, ah, right? from touching your, your, your bread with wet hands. Then you're going to have dry hands anyway, because of the Nabatashaktu. Right? The Allah tells us that we don't do things that are disgusting. So if we say that part of the reason why Chazal said dry hands is, is it's disgusting to go sit down to bread with wet hands, so that has nothing to do with it, then forget about the Tilsi that, you're to dry your hands. Simin Kufnun Tas. Now the Allah is of a Kaili in the Tilsidaim. Ain't noitin with Yadayim, Ella the Kli. We don't wash our hands except with a Kli. Fachola Kaelim Kshayim, Ul Kaelim Akshayim, Afilu Gulalim. Which Pedish Kaelim Asuim, Ayref is Bakiv offer. If you went to a corral of cows and you took the dried up stuff you're going to find on the floor, right? And you take dirt and you heat it up and you make a Kaili out of it. You can still wash your hands for until time. Alright? Uklei avonim, stone kalim, earthenware, klei adam is earthenware, but sarsha ye maxik revius. What's the most important part? The cup has to hold a revius. But, the im nikav bekainis mashke, if the whole, the cup has a hole in it, large enough, that if you dipped that cup into water, water would flow into the hole. If you put that cup onto the water, you can't Water would flow into the hole. 
Now that's a larger hole. That's larger than a hole that, that water would drip out of. Right? Which means that you could have a small hole that water will drip out of. But if you still put that into water, water is not necessarily going to rush in. Right? That's just basically by the rules of gravity. Right? So if it has large enough hole in the cleave that water could come into it, water will run into it, that loses its din keli, and you can't use it until the dime. But I feel the Mechavah tells him, Even if you have a large cup, the hole is in the middle of the wall. Now, Revius, according to the small, she has about three and a half ounces. Right? So you have a nice washing cup. It's nothing but a beautiful silver washing cup. Someone did something to it and got a hole in the middle of the wall. So you can say, who cares? I, well, I, have, no, I have a revius below the hole, and I'm a genius. It's not around the whole thing, the hole. I got the other wall. So I'll pull the water out through the other side. So Mechavah is not going to work. Because it loses its din keli when it has such a hole. And Hilchis keli, it loses its din keli. And if you plug the hole? That's something else. Once you fix it, once you, if you fix it to the point where it becomes a again, we'll get to those halachas as we move further. But let's see the Mishnah Bruce on this. Mikaeli, why? That's mechinu rabbanon mechadus al mechadus al kiddush yadayim v'glaim mikdash debayikli. They learn that until the yadayim needs kli as an asmachta from mechatos when you're preparing the 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 from the parah aduma. That the, they're going kind to of sprinkle requires to be in a keli. So, too, when they wash the hands and legs, they have to use a keli, right? To do the, we learn how to, so too, to hire a siyadayim requires a kli. Because don't forget, one of the reasons why Chazal Masakin until siyadayim we saw was why? So that you shouldn't have tummy dick hands when you touch shuma. So they learned it out from other ways of how you retire things, right? And how the Kayanam had to retire themselves, Kiddush Shaddai Raglayim for the Mesh Midrash. Even a leather keli that's meant that it can hold liquid. Even if it's made from these things are not even things like the Revis Barker that it's not considered keli. As long as we can say it's a keli, it's kosher in the Zidayim. And that's why there's a machloikis about using a disposable plastic oven in the Zidayim. Whereas Ramesha was mashma that, I'm not saying that it should be one's preferred method, but that it's a keli. Right? For holding it, holds water, it's makav mashke, right? It's good enough. Pluvazn also holds like that, right? Others hold that we bought it. Others hold that since it's disposable, Bechlal never gets a shame keli. Right? That's why it doesn't need filo. So that's a shayla. But some of them that you don't need a klichosh of Bechlal. It's not like my kiddush where Moshe said, because I saw it wrong, that you need my kaisal bracha, one's a kais na'eh. Right? So that shows that it's a kais na'eh. But everyone agrees, and this time, it doesn't require a kais na'eh. The shayla is what's considered in the classified as a keli. Hainu, what's a kliyadama? Hainu, tit. Take cement, shayne, nitzaf, bekivshan, rak, bechamu, kudemu. Take cement, instead of heating it up in a, in a kiln, in, you know, the ceramic, all that type of stuff, but you put it in the sun. Avakashin, nitzaf, bekivshan, if it's heated up in a kiln, hu kliyaras, that's regular earthenware. Hamuske, betarid, lagabi, kabbalah, stomach. 
Good old ounces, uh, ounces in the milliliters, right? That we measure today. The kindness mashka, the nice in the mayim. If you let's say you take your cup, you're not sure, you don't have, a, you know, not having enough water back, then the water carrier is not testing it out. Today, you know, we all have big pots at home, we'll fill it up with water. It's easy. But let's say you want a simple way to know whether whether water would rush in. So what does he say? Fill up the kettle with water. If yaitzi tif achatif biyaduish ukanis mashka. If there's a constant flow, drip after drip is dripping out of it, you know that it's uh, that it's big enough that water will go into it. If on the other hand it's a tiny pinhole that you know a drop of water comes out, you see a little later, another drop comes out, you know, sometimes you have a holding something trying to figure out if there's a leak or not. You know, it's not, you know right? You leave it sitting and after a while you see there's a pile up, but I'd say that's not tifakatif. You know, and I just pick up a water bottle, you know, a tiny hole in the bottom, you know, it's shooting out. Right? That's tifakatif. Then you know water would go in that way also. It's larger. Okay, now it's very important. If it only had a tiny hole, that the water will get out of it. But it has a tiny hole, not large enough that you know gravity will pull the water out of it. But water's not going to run into it if you put it into a larger keli with water. So it's considered like a kli in its entirety. The night on derech piv. And you could wash through the main part of the keli. Since you pour the cup the way you would regularly, wash out of the top of the cup like you would. Even if the hole is in the wall of the keli. So it's small enough hole, even if it's towards the bottom of the wall of the keli, right? You can't hold the revius beneath the hole. But since that hole is not large enough, the water flows out quickly or water goes in, you're allowed to wash fully, use that cup like you would use any cup. That's what Mr. Brewer says. Then he tells us, "Cause of beishes of lahater, the loy bottom tears clean machmas nekev zeh." Beishes he says, "Timater, because it's not, it doesn't lose its din clearly because of this hole." So it's best to use another keli if you can. If not, you could use this. But it's very interesting how Mr. Brewer quotes from beishes. Because Beis Yosef though holds, and he brings in the smack and the smack, and the Bialocha brings this. You know, the Bialocha disagrees, Mr. Brew Paskins. If you use such a kelly, you walk to the top of it. But the Beis Yosef, and if many spy them, well, the smack and smack hold that you can't walk through the top. It doesn't lose its din kli, but you can't go past the hole to wash. You have to wash out of the hole that the water would come out of. Now, as we're going to go through the halachas later, it's going to be very difficult to understand how you can do that. Because you'll see later that you need a hole large enough that water pours out of. That's why there's a problem with those types of pitchers that have like a small lip. That not enough water comes out at a time. Understand? So I don't know how the Vesheyes have helped you know, to wash properly out of it. But the Vesheyes have brings in the smog and the smog that if you look in the, in the second halach of Ugad, Laim B'Mishnah Bura, Demoyi Rak, Moitzi Mashke, Mudot Derech Piv, Kainam Askonas Achoinam. It says not like the Beis Yosef says in the name of the smag and the smag the heim save they hold the daf k'derech hanekev muter. You can only wash through the hole. So we lemaisa we pass like Mr. Brewer. If it has that tiny hole and you don't have another cup, you can wash with it regularly coming out of the top of the cup.
Yeah, when you come to paper cups that have tiny holes, you got to be careful because uh, uh, because those paper cups are really cheapy ones. You get sometimes by these water machines. I'm not about today's good quality paper cups, but you know there was a shell in the place years ago. Paper cups, and you still have them sometimes where you know <laughs> you don't drink quickly, the cup you know you know falls apart. That's like a shell. According to everybody, bottom material is cleave. It has that size hole if the cleave is meant for liquid, because we say, hey, it can't hold liquid. But let's say this is an you meant to hold apples. Now it could be it's not going to lose its din cleave because it could still hold the apples. Beautiful, just because it has that large hole on the sides. Sorry. See, once it has an olive size hole, then it loses its include even for dried stuff, lagabe tumma, right? So he's saying that lagabe until it's dying, even if it has, even if usually that's an apple thing, even if until it's dying, it's going to lose its include, even though for tumma tire, maybe it wouldn't. Let's stop over here.